0: Welcome to Legal Management Talk, the official podcast of the Association of Legal Administrators. I'm your host, Kate Raftery. Today, we have Brianna Leong on the show. She's a principal consultant at Growth Play, which provides business development training, coaching, and consulting services to law firms. She's also the author of a column called Resolve to Balance the Scales in 2020 that will appear in the January issue of Legal Management. Welcome. It's great to have you on the show.
1: Hi, thanks. I'm thrilled to be on the show. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Uh, So could you give us a little bit about your background?
1: Of course. So on a professional level, I work with lawyers and law firm leaders, helping them to achieve their business development and professional development objectives, which really means I do a lot of executive and business development coaching. I facilitate training workshops, uh, deliver keynote-style presentations, and I consult on firm-wide strategic growth plans. And one of the things I love most about this work is that I get the privilege of making personal connections with my clients. I find that because of the nature of our work together, I'm often inside this cone of trust and there's a vulnerability. And I see firsthand the struggle so many high-performing professionals face to find the balance and, and peace of mind in life while also trying to reach new professional heights. And I think I'm often empathetic to their situations because on a personal note, I'm a mom to a four-year-old and a six-year-old living in Chicago with my wonderful husband who is a busy software executive and like me on the road quite a lot for work. So needless to say, we have a lot of spinning plates at any given time.
0: Considering that, your upcoming column is uh, really apt for those uh, issues and as well for the January issue itself because it's essentially about New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. Have you made resolutions before now?
1: I have. And truthfully, many of them have gone by the wayside, like so many
0: (laughs) resolutions tend to do. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, But I, I have learned about myself that when I set resolutions like read 20 books and go to the gym four times a week, I'm almost certain to fail every time because those numbers aren't really based on any kind of reality. Um, My days and weeks are ever changing and often my hours are not within my total control. And so when I set resolutions, uh, I've really learned to set more thematic ones. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I feel like I have a much better chance for success if I, if I set more of a a bigger theme. So for example, in 2019, I set out to improve my health and wellness and specifically um, in terms of taking better care of my physical self. So in terms of doing that, I articulated for myself that I would feel successful with that resolution if I was averaging more sleep per night. And if I was overall feeling more energetic and, and drinking more water and shrinking in size. And so I didn't set specific numbers for my resolution, but I really thought more broadly in terms of cumulative success and uh, happy to report that I, I nailed it. I'm feeling great about mm-hmm. 2019, so I'm feeling very bullish as I go into 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that, you know, from a goal-setting perspective, it's really important to have measurable specific goals. But from a resolution-setting perspective, for myself anyway, I, I find that just having that higher level so that I can feel good about that, again, that sort of total cumulative progress and not get lost in the daily progress or lack thereof as it tends to be.
0: I'm glad that your are is going into 2020 because this seems like <laughs> the year that you're uh Focused on balancing the scales, uh, in other yeah. words, your work-life balance. So, why is that what you're doing for 2020?
1: Well, it's you know this this idea of work-life balance, balancing the scales. It's it's been on my mind very acutely ever since uh, becoming a mom, a, a working mom, uh, working parent. And so, for six years, I've been I've been sort of struggling with this, grappling with this idea. In recent months and actually the last couple of years I've been doing more speaking and writing and, and working with women professionals and I'm drawing a lot of inspiration from the women that surround me um, be they colleagues clients friends mentors I think I've landed on the fact that I don't there isn't one right answer there isn't one right way mm-hmm. to figure out how to balance work and life in fact I feel like the this work-life balance term is even uh, misappropriated and not really realistic or even reasonable. And so as I've sort of been wading through this, uh, I, I've determined 2020 is going to be my year of standing comfortably, unapologetically in this particular horizon of balance. And what I mean by that is that I believe that life is really made up of horizons. And those those aren't based on any specific amount of time. It's it's just more based on what's going on in your life. And when we can be our best in whatever this horizon is for ourselves, then we need to feel great about that and not worry about how this horizon compares to the things I might have been doing in the last horizon or what I might be doing in the next. So in this horizon, I'm a mom of two young kids who want to be with me every minute of the day and who are learning and growing at what feels like a really unfairly rapid pace Mm -hmm. that I can't keep up with. And in this horizon, I'm a consultant who uh, is on track for promotion next year, which will require an additional level of work commitment and activity. And so in this horizon, I want to make sure that I am engaged, I am present, focused in both of these very important roles, uh, for me. So my, my resolutions are thematically along those lines for 2020. That's, that's where I am.
0: Hmm. What are some of the recommendations you have for people, especially the many type A personalities in our audience or the people who don't have complete Mm -hmm. control over their weekly (laughs) hours who want to do what you did? Or well, doing. Or <laughs>
1: doing, yeah. yeah let's, let's talk again this time next year, and I'll tell you how I did. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think, you know, there, there are three resolutions I've put into that column that's coming out in January. And so I'll, I'll hit on them briefly here. The first is this notion of removing the cape and mask right? and, and mm-hmm. saving yourself from superhero syndrome. Women, especially, tend to believe and behave as though we can do everything better than anyone else. And it, it may be true, but in this horizon, we need to stop trying to do it all for everybody else and just let go. So find ways to prioritize what really matters and, and let the other things either fall to somebody else or fall by the wayside. We can't 100% let perfection get in the way of good enough. The second resolution that I, I write about is, this idea of thinking Jerry Maguire, right? Help me help you. And so I'm a people pleaser, like, again, many women, but um, many people out there. So when somebody asks me to do something, I'm inclined to always say yes because I don't want to let them down. I, I want to make them happy. I want to support, nurture, care for other people, whether it's my kids, my boss, my husband, my neighbor, et cetera. And so in 2020, my resolution is to change my answer from yes always, to Mm -hmm. yes, and. So sometimes it's yes, and, and then I manage the expectations that follow. So yes, I'm happy to make that happen, and realistically, it will be next week when I can give it my full focus or give it the attention it needs, or Mm -hmm. Yes, I'd love to build Legos with you and I'm going to need 30 more minutes to finish this email and then I'll be able to sit down on the floor with you and really play, you know, build Legos with you. And so it's setting the expectations. It it can still be yes, but now it's going to be yes and. And then the third resolution kind of on the same lines is sometimes the answer is not yes at all. So this one's about having the courage to call it and to say no. So as the Honorable Tanya Kennedy, who's a New York State Supreme Court Justice that I recently had the great pleasure of being on a panel with for a women who lead session at ILTA, she says, not right now. And I love it. It's so simple, and I've, I'm going to incorporate it. That's going to be one of my new one of my new responses in 2020. As, as uh, Justice Kennedy says, she, you know, she gets asked all the time to volunteer for things, to participate in things, to uh, contribute to things. And as much as they all sound wonderful, and she would like to, or she feels obligated, or committed, or compelled, at the end of the day, she says, you know, when you say yes to one thing, it means you're. Probably saying no to something else and maybe even no to something you've already committed to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true. So it may not be yes this time. It might be not right now or it might be not this time. Instead, continue to say yes to the things you've already said yes to, those things that are we sometimes treat as disposables like that a uh, weekly, weekly standing meeting with with my colleague or there's 30 minutes at the gym instead of saying, oh, I don't have to do it this time because I'm going to go do this other thing. No, actually stay true to it by saying not right now. So that's my plan. It's, you know, don't, don't let perfect get in the way of good enough. Set expectations by saying yes, and this is what that's going to look like. And then having the courage to call it to say not this time, not right now, not this horizon. I might say yes in the next horizon.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I'm I'm terrible at the good enough. Uh, the, <laughs> that problem is, <laughs> has plagued me forever. So as someone who works with law firms and, and people in the legal industry, do you think individuals who work in law firms encounter unique difficulties when it comes to balancing the scales?
1: Absolutely. you know, Law firms place uh, a strong emphasis on client service and responsiveness, which is wonderful, and their clients absolutely demand it. That's true whether you're talking internal clients or external clients to the firm. And while as wonderful it is as it is, it also really muddies the line uh, between work time and personal time for any individual working in that environment. So you have this, you know, always on environment. And further to that, You know, partners and partner bound lawyers in firms are also balancing multiple roles and pressures within the firm. They have the roles of legal counselor, business developer, salesperson, thought leader, committee member, community leader, so on and so forth, practice group member, partner, business owner. It goes on and on and there aren't enough hours in the day to fulfill all of those different roles, much less than think about you know, their personal roles like parent, spouse, friend, sports lover, avid reader, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. And so it's a very real challenge, and it becomes a true test in prioritization and managing expectations, again, managing your time and your focus and, and really setting boundaries.
0: And finally, you've done a lot of hard work to get where you are today. Is there any resolution you're thinking of adding or tweaking going into the actual year of 2020? now that we're so close?
1: Well, Kate, uh, my nanny just gave her notice. Oh, no. So uh, so 2020 will be yet another new horizon, I feel, uh, filled with change and challenge and opportunity. Uh, I suppose I would add a resolution for patience and humor Mm -hmm. because the minute I think I've got it all figured out, a few of those spinning plates tend to tumble, and I have to have the capacity and mindset to be able to just sort of laugh, shrug, sigh, and pick them up and figure it out again. And so life is never boring. And thank goodness for that.
0: That is a great attitude for sure. Uh, Well, thank you so much for talking with me.
1: Oh, absolutely. I loved it. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, of course. Uh, You can read her column when the next issue of Legal Management is published on January 10th. I'd also like to thank our listeners and subscribers for tuning in. If you'd like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us, which makes it easier for others to find the podcast. As always, you can learn more about ALA and our upcoming events at alanet.org. Until next time.